Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. Andrew Gunling is such a psychopath. The clock struck six. It meant one thing. Just horse. You're right. It was nom. I got to give a closer look to Peter's region. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Andrew Gunley. You couldn't possibly understand the hurt. ENN for the final time this week. Andrew Gunling in for Peter Rosenberg, who will be back on Monday along with Don LaGreca. And we begin ENN today on this Friday by saying hello to Gordon. I like violence that I have no possibility of being involved in. Sometimes you take things out of context. I will stand by that. That that is in context. Seems rational to me. Of course. And let's say hello to Dan. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) There we go. That says it all right there. All right, let's begin ENN tonight uh, with this. For the second time this week, we find ourselves here talking about something that Robbie Anderson said. Wouldn't have bet that at the beginning of the week, (laughs) but here we are. Wouldn't even have bet it before today. Yeah. Uh, So here's Robbie Anderson. He was trying to, I guess, defend Sam Darnold and Sam's career up to this point. He was on the I Am Athlete podcast. Uh, Here's what Robbie had to say. I feel like his development was all messed up coming into the league. I don't feel like, but look at Pat and look at Lamar. They ain't play right away. I don't feel like Sam should have played right away. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that's just, I feel like his career got jump-started the wrong way. I feel like being in the building, the coaches, the, I was there. You know what I'm saying? It was it was all, it wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? So in his defense, I don't feel like he was developed 100% correctly. Hmm. Unfortunately mm. for Sam, he shouldn't have played early or late. Uh, it's, it's only gotten worse since he's left the Jets. Well, so. do you agree? I mean, in looking at it now, I would say, yeah, Robbie is is probably right in seeing how Sam developed. He probably – maybe that but would have then, been but different. But then isn't it a case that maybe that he was just the wrong pick? We do get them wrong, right? I mean, people get them wrong. We all well, do. if you go back to training camp 2018, remember they had three guys. They had Sam, they had Josh McCown, and they had Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater was the best quarterback in camp, believe it or not. And it really was not a fair competition because it was skewed heavily towards the rookie winning the job. So much so that they took Teddy Bridgewater and traded him to who? The Saints, I think it was, right? Yep. So yep. third round pick. By that point, you knew Sam was going to get the job. I don't know. Um, the problem is I don't know if it would have made that much of a difference in terms of Sam's development if he wasn't the guy that started week one. I mean, you could make the argument that the, the year one wasn't all that bad. Yeah, Second I mean, he came half of the year right was a, yeah, really I mean, good. came out right away with a game against the Lions was unbelievable, and then he obviously got hurt. You know, he struggled because he was a rookie. Got hurt, came back. Final month was looked good. It was not just the first year, I, and I think you could make a stronger case that that Zach Wilson shouldn't have played the first year than Sam Darnold should have played the first year. So, very true. Do you yeah. guys have a, a general philosophy? On rookie quarterbacks as to whether or not they should or shouldn't play, or is it just totally each one is their own circumstance? I think there were, I think that that's the the key of coaching, right? You gotta you gotta know what you got. You gotta scout yourself before you can scout anything else. You gotta be able to scout what you have in your own disposal. So 
Uh, maybe it's possible Sam would have been a different quarterback if the Jets would have been able to build up. Te- but, you know, like if he's sitting on the sidelines and the Jets are a bad team, then everybody's going to be saying, well, why aren't you playing him at this point? You got to go through your bumps at some point anyway. You got to get him in there. I, I, I think it became a phenomenon in the league at, for a while. Right. Joe Flacco was kind of like the first one Remember, and he helped take the Ravens to the AFC championship game as a rookie starting from day one. And then a year later, the Jets did the same thing with Mark Sanchez. They go to the championship game the first two years, and then it kind of went south from there. But I, I think it's each in and of itself. And, and I don't know, like, you can sit here and tell me that Mark Sanchez's career would have played out differently if he didn't start week one. You know what I mean? They went to the AFC championship game the first two years. So I, I just think that one has nothing to do with the other a lot of times. The, the comments from Anderson were a little bit of an indictment on the coaches specifically. Like if I were Todd Bowles or Jeremy Bates and heard that cut today, I'd say, come on, man. Lay off. Well, it's, right. it's ancient you know, history. Todd Bowles, it, Todd Bowles has funny. a Super Bowl ring he puts in his ear when he hears stuff like that now. So it, uh, You know, I was thinking about the other cut that we had from Robbie Anderson where he was saying, well, I wasn't really saying anything bad against Baker Mayfield. I was actually protecting my, ga- my guy Sam Darnold. When Carolina was involved in all the Deshaun Ru- Watson rumors, I don't remember him coming out and saying anything uh, about Deshaun Watson, right? Uh, that, that kind of falls apart in his whole reasoning there. That's a good and point. And Jeremy Bates, though, the, who was the offensive coordinator that first year with, with Darnold in 18, he's been out of the NFL since, if I remember correctly. I don't even think he's back in the league. So, mm. uh, Let's see, guys. So, okay, here, a little uncomfortable with this one, but we here at ENN – we Uh-oh. pride ourselves on, on giving you only the most accurate and sound information. So with that in mind, we have a follow-up story from something that we presented yesterday. I say we so as to spread blame among all right. of us. You're all you. responsible. You did it. We're all, we're all a team. <laughs> we're all responsible. I really thought this would be the Brazilian story. Easy. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, we, we had a story about Trent Williams becoming the first offensive lineman to join Madden's coveted 99 club with a, the, fir- the first – Oh, Lima with a 99 rating in Matt. 99, baby. Well, there's some gray area to this. Oh, boy. Here we go. He's technically the ninth offensive lineman to receive what? the honor. That's, That's what not I even call. close. <laughs> You're right. And I'll run through them. Walter Jones, Jonathan Ogden, Larry Allen, Randall McDaniel, Tony Baselli, Mark Schlereth, Willie Rofe, and Dermonte Dawson. They all had it. In fact, Baselli uh, was 100. never got one? No, which is a, a crime. That, that, that he never did, but at any rate. But here, well, it's good for him. He probably would have got hurt again once he found out he got a 99, knowing Jason Peters. But here's why the story was what it was. Uh, apparently, Williams is the first since EA Sports decided that guys with a 99 rating would be part of this thing called the 99 Club. Oh, I mean, this is such a scam. Yes. This is all, uh, I mean, it's fagazi. Yes. So I want to thank everyone for their tweets, specifically Zach Speranza, who helped, uh, thank you, who helped to clear it up. And, the fact uh, that there are people in the audience that know this off the top of their head is a little troubling. We but, just want to care that much you. about it. We just yes. want to get it right. By the way, yes. the, the other 99s for this year were leaked. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, How many are there? Uh, let's see. I got one, two, three, four, five, including Williams. You already know that one. Didn't we, le- didn't so we name them yesterday? Th- those no, were the ones who last ended year. last year yeah. at, with that rating. This is now, apparently, again, this is a leak. I don't know if I've seen it officially from EA Sports, but... Um, this is just what I'm, what I saw earlier today. I'll just tell you. Mm-hmm. You've already spread misinformation, so why stop now? <laughs> it's a fair point. Aaron uh, Donald's one, right? He is, yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Donald, mm-hmm. like you said, T.J. Watt, and Cooper Cup. Yeah, thank at least right. no Brady, because I told you that Brady thing is fugazi. Yeah. He can't be a 99 when the guy can't run. I'm sorry. No, nah, I would agree. By the way, speaking of Madden, I saw Caesar Sportsbook tweet out earlier today that today is National Video Game Day. 
and they posed the question, what's your all-time favorite sports video game? So I'll ask you guys. Um, Nostalgia reasons, just because of where I was in my life, it has to be Tecmo Super Bowl for Nintendo. Such a good one. Because at the time, like, there was not a video game that had every single team in it until that point. And, it, it, yeah. and I remember I got it for Christmas. It was the gr- it might be one of the top probably two or three best Christmas gifts ever. Yeah. It feels like there are certain sports video games that kind of up the, like, sports video games in general to another yes. level. And that, that was a big one. That took sports video games to a new level. I mean, there, there was probably a specific version of Madden, a specific year of Madden, uh, because that's the only place that I've ever seen the Dolphins win anything important. But I, if I had to pick just one specific game, it would probably have to be NHL 94. Yeah, that's another one. Can I, can I ask you a question about that? Because like I, I had the game, loved the game, played it a lot. But why does the 94 version specifically? Because the guy's head bleed. No, because the guy's head would bleed. That's why. Because you could knock him down and his head would bleed. Just because of blood? Yeah. I like violence that I have no possibility of being involved in. Can't well, tell you. The, I, I told you who I was. That's why the Mortal Kombat was such a big thing for the home video games when that came out because it had the, 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 the Sega Genesis version had the, uh, the blood and the fighting. Leave my torso alone. Yeah. <laughs> Good reference. Uh, let's see. More football guys. Roger Goodell was a guest on Squawk on the Street on CNBC. Uh, He was talking about the league's Sunday ticket package, which is soon to become a free agent. He was asked where the Sunday ticket package might wind up. Here's what he had to say. I clearly believe we'll be moving to a streaming service. Uh, I think that's best for the consumers at this stage. Um, But we have so much interest right now, and there's so much innovation around that and how we're going to be able to change the way people watch football. And I think um, we'll probably have some decision by the fall. I guess If I could just make a plea... Jeff Bezos, you're sitting on a bet of money. Could you just get it done there? Could it, can it just be one of the streaming services I already have? Please. I don't want to have to get Peacock. I yeah, don't, right. don't I want to do it. By the way, did you see what baseball – I mean, baseball is so lost. They have the MLB Futures game, mm-hmm. right, where you get to see the upcoming stars of the game. Look at the stars of tomorrow. Where do you think they put that, Dan? Where, oh, that take is a, a that guess. That is a peacock vehicle. I mean, are, are they? I mean, are you kidding me? It's like a joke. It's a, you have an MLB network. Could you pass up on the five dollars from Peacock and put it on your own network? Oh my God! I'm not, I'm not saying that that many people are going to watch it there. How many people are stumbling across it on Peacock? Um. By the way, Francisco <sighs> Alvarez, the Met catcher. He is yeah. going to be in the Futures game. And three right. Yankees, Jason Dominguez, Anthony Volpe, and Ken Waldachuk. Those are the Yankee refs. I almost, I almost want Ken Phelps there. The first Ken I thought of is a Yankee. i got to be honest with you. I never heard of Ken Waldachuk. Sorry. I just, uh, I he might I go on either. to be a Hall of Famer, but I never yep. heard of him. That's, you heard it here first. Uh, guys, more from Goodell, if you want, uh, mm-hmm. on, why he, uh, on what it is that he likes about streaming. Well, right now, you know, we're on a linear service through DirecTV, um, and, and it's, it's worked very well for us. Uh, but we really believe that uh, these new platforms give us uh, an ability to innovate beyond where we are today and make the experience for our consumers so much better. So, and it, it obviously makes it more available uh, to our consumers, and particularly the younger demographic, which is one that we really want to get to. So I think that it, this will make it more accessible for fans. Uh, I think it will be a better experience for fans, and we're excited about it. That's a long way to say money. 
Mm. All right, it was simple. Right, the color green. That's about it. Now, now the question that I have for you guys, and, and I, I fall into this category, how many people after this upcoming season, because this is going to be the last year for all intents and purposes, that the Sunday ticket is going to be exclusive to DirecTV, how many people are going to jump ship off of DirecTV? Because really, like, people have it just for that. Yeah, it's, you know, it's such a pain in the neck to switch. There's not one service out there that anybody's like, oh, this is the best one. Everybody hates everything. So I'll prob- I have DirecTV, so I'll probably just stick with it. I probably will, too, but, you know, they're not going to be getting a lot more cuts. Because they said, like, even over the last few years, they haven't been getting as many new customers each year due to the Sunday ticket that they did, like, initially and for the first several years of the partnership. And now, with everybody knowing that it's going to be leaving, like, is that going to impact, like, sports bars and stuff like that? Like, because a lot of people, like, especially, like, if you're in the city. City, you can't get the satellite dish, or, or, I mean, you can't get all these other things and the bells and whistles. Like, people that go to the bars to watch their team from out of town or something like that. Is that going to be affected at all because of now the Sunday ticket will be streamed, for example? They'll figure it out. Like, there's just no way that sports bars aren't going to carry football games. That's, that's a huge there's just, draw there's just Right. There's no chance. So I, I don't – like, I guess my answer is I don't know. Maybe, maybe they'll be affected, but I just – I can't envision a world where sports bars are not airing NFL football. No. They'll act it out if they have to. They'll hire <laughs> actors to come and portray the games for you if they have to. I mean, come on. Shakespeare does football. Right, absolutely. <laughs> uh, let's see. Guys, the uh, MLB All-Star Selection Show is coming up at the top of the hour tonight, 7 o'clock on ESPN. But we already have two All-Stars confirmed. Mm-hmm. Rob they Manfred. show that on Crackle? Or where, where they put, no, this where is they regular put linear television, oh, ESPN. On go. TV. That's, that, I have that. That's perfect. Okay, good. Um Rob Manfred announced that 42-year-old Albert Pujols will be on the National League, while 39-year-old Miguel Cabrera is in for the American League. There's a new clause in the CBA that allows the commissioner to select a legend uh, in each league without it taking away another player's spot. Pujols, Cabrera, the only players in MLB history to register 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, and 600 doubles. You guys like this provision that allows for this? I love it. Yeah, because it's, it's an exhibition game now. It doesn't matter, right? right? Now, is this, the, is this the selecting of the full teams tonight or just the starters only? Uh, you know what? That's a good question. Just I, starters. On Sunday, you'll have your, your full team. Interesting. Okay. So, the, just the starters, which we kind of know already because they narrowed down this stupid, like, phase one, phase two thing with the voting, right? So... I mean, there really aren't that many surprises as to who's going to start or not. Do what you got to do. I, I, yeah. I, you know, I mean, like, do what you got to do. Yeah. Just play the game. Yeah. But I think this is good. I mean, Pujols already said he's going to retire after the season, so that could be – they're just trying to create moments. Like, what, what happened with Cal Ripken in Seattle right. those years That's ago. That's fine. That's great. I think it's good. And then they, thinking, if, they, if they get one any... of those moments, they'll put it on Peacock. Right, yeah. Does Pujols have any sort of connections to Dodger Stadium? Did he have any monster home runs there? Well, I, don't, I mean, he remember. played in yeah. L.A. with the Angels, so – if you consider that a connection. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Um, let's see, more baseball. Buck Showalter met the media earlier today. Mets have a game tonight against the Marlins, and Jacob deGrom is going to be pitching for Port St. Lucie in Daytona against the Tortugas at the same time. Um, Buck was tortugas? asked. Yeah, it's the Daytona Tortugas. What's a tortuga? I think it's a, a turtle. turtle. Yeah, tortuga. So yeah, why do they just call the, them the turtles? Breaking Bad. Well, it's it's Spanish for turtles, I think. Yeah. So that's got to brush up. Apparently. A big right. fierce turtle. Uh, let's see, Buck uh, Showalter. He was asked about those two things: the Met game and the Degrom rehab appearance. Those two things happening at the same time. Here's Buck. Hey, Buck, there are going to be a lot of Mets fans kind of dual streaming you guys and and St. Lucie. What? Dual streaming, watching at the same time. I have no idea what that means. They're they're, they're watching painful. the Mets. Is it, our, is it painful? <laughs> uh, no, not that, that I know. Radio, TV. So uh, you're watching two games at once. Well, when Jake Degrom is pitching, uh, I think I think there's. We used to call that two screens in college football in the off season. Uh, I mean, there's a it's Degrom day to, to the fan base. It, there's a lot of excitement there. Do you feel that too? Is is it, you know, as it's getting closer, is there an excitement level that's you know increasing? No, nah, because if I if I think about it too much, you know, it's like there are no givens. You know, Max came back and pitched well. We lost the game because we didn't score enough runs or score any. You know felt like um so that's just one part of the puzzle it's a it's a piece of the of the some of the parts it's a part the pitches every fifth or sixth day yeah it's got a really good track record of being good and we, we re- really look forward to having him back not only as a pitcher but as a part of our team but um i will know what's going on in daytona if you can only watch one tonight Guys, which one would it be? Mets Marlins or DeGrom pitching? Easy for me, DeGrom. I, I hate to answer this way, Andrew, but what is this, 1941? Like, I got to make a choice? Yeah, for this. We, yeah, just, yes, we, for this. I mean, you sound Gun like Buck Showalter Gun for, to with that question. Come on. You got to pick one. Well, I mean, DeGrom's only going to throw, what, 40 pitches? So that, uh, that, right, that, that frees that, that, me up for— your decision. What's your decision there, Hotshot? Come on. You got I'm one watch, choice. I'd rather watch a full, meaningful game with the Mets nine innings. Oh, come on. That's ridiculous. It's, it's 40 Marlins. pitches. It's the Marlins. But it still counts. What, so all right, what good. So what about, am I going to watch on. for the rest of the night? What am I going to watch? Summer League? I'm not going Why out. Not? The weather stinks. Have you Where heard about this kid, Chet Holmgren, by the way? Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I've, I've heard all about right him, and I've hall. seen enough. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Gordon, you got any, you got any shows that I got to watch that I could watch maybe? I don't have any shows. You know, our buddy Jake Montgomery brought up a good Twitter uh, question the other day. I think it was Mm -hmm. yesterday. About what's the best movie since the year 2000? Oh, my gosh. It's not one that jumps right off the page. There's a couple of my To me, there is, but but I'm I'm biased. And I, you know, because it's... Give it to me. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings guy. The Lord of the Rings series. I'm not a big... I'm not not big... It won 11 Oscars, the the final It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying, that's the answer. That's that. That's that Hollywood crap. That's your answer. I don't think right. that would be the answer. Well, how, if no. let, let me ask you this: If the movie was so bad, though, I mean, those movies of that oh, genre don't win like Best Picture Oscars. What kind of movies? The big budget like fantasy movies. Yeah, they don't win Oscars I'm not for Best Picture. They don't. How many fantasy movies have there have been any good? Well, that's my point. Yeah, this wow. one was that good that it won eleven freaking Oscars. It won every award it was nominated for. Holy crap. So what's, what's the answer? Well, give me an answer. 
Let's see. I'm I'm just kind of going through. To me, to, if rewatchability becomes part of it at all, it's Wolf of Wall Street. Like anytime that's huh. on, I'm sticking with it. I'm watching it. It's it. And you know what? It's funny. Like Wolf of Wall Street. There, there's it, it draws parallels to me to Goodfellas in a way. In that Goodfellas, by the time you get to the end of Goodfellas. You almost feel bad a little bit for Henry Hill. All his friends are dead. He's stuck in in in, um, in uh, witness protection. He's living his life as a schnook. When you get to the end of Wolf of Wall Street, I think most people <laughs> wanted to be Jordan Belfort. It's like a complete reversal of of the character, even though both characters are kind of despicable in their own way. I'd put I, got, I, I would put Spotlight high on my list. I thought that movie was amazing. Um, the Departed. I you thought the party was overrated. Oh, I, I would take it was not as good as other Scorsese movies. No, I think but we're that talking since, kind of like since the year 2000. What about... Um, I'm going back in time here. It's not doing me any The good. one movie that probably not many people have seen, and it's mm-hmm. probably not up everybody's alley, uh, is uh, it's a horror movie. It's called Hereditary. Have you ever seen this? Mm-hmm. No, I don't, oh, I don't think God. I've heard of it. It is the scariest movie, and I don't get scared. I have a black heart. I don't. Nothing affects me. I, I always right. tell You're my like kids I'm out of emotions. I have no yeah. emotions left. This movie is legitimately terrifying. Hereditary. It's got um, uh, uh, Gabriel Byrne is in it. A um, couple of other people you've seen in other things. Downright terrifying. How about um, are we Argo fans? Love it. I love Argo. Argo, great that's, movie. That's, yeah, great movie. Uh, Very our good rewatchable. Friend, by the too. way, uh, Don Lagreca chimes in via the old text message. It's not sponsored though. He says, uh, "What about No Country for Old Men?" I didn't like at the end. You can't have the main character dying. I don't get to see it. Like it just—it was very weird. I liked it a lot up until that point, but it's just weird the way it ended. Dark I'm not in. Say again. Dark Knight, absolutely. Dark Knight. That's, a good, that's yes. a good Very strong. The Christopher absolutely. Nolan, uh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not a. Um, I'm not an Avatar guy. I think that's no. a lot of. Na- by the way, did you see the sequel for it? Which, by the way, do we really need an Avatar <laughs> sequel? Much less two more. I think we're getting. No, did I you think see it's like the seven next- of them. Well, whatever. But did you see the next one is going to be three hours long? Do we really need a three-hour Avatar movie? Not, I'm not sure. I'm not well, sure Kate how to answer Winslet this for apparently specific reasons. Uh, slips into the blue, uh, whatever. Yeah. Weirder that weirder that the the director whose name is escaping me right now for some reason, James Cameron. James, right? James Cameron, James Cameron uh, said, you know, uh, we have to we have to normalize people going to the bathroom during movies. It's like, are you going to give us a, an idea of when to do that if you're going to make three hour movies, or we're going to have to guess? I was just rewatching with the kids um, Titanic. You know, like everybody points out the ridiculousness of of the of the the, the door, right? Like, mm-hmm. right. She could he could have fit on the door. The other two things that I didn't notice on the first watching: one, when she's on the door, all she's talking about how is how cold she is. Yes. she's saying this to a person who is in the ocean at that point. Like, yeah, I know it's cold. I'm in the ocean. And then, secondly, the whole ending of the movie, I knew it at the time, but rewatching it just makes me more infuriated. What was the point? She just takes the thing and throws it right in the ocean. I know. It's like, so, it, like, it, like they had no ending, and they're like, eh, we'll just take the thing and just throw it in the ocean. Does, so, so stupid. Do, does the year 2000 count? Like, yeah, in the conversation? I think so. How about Gladiator? Eh, I liked it. it I, I don't know yeah. that it's better than the ones that we've mentioned. I agree. It, it, it was good, but it wouldn't be. It, for Traffic me, it was be a good movie. I like Traffic. Do you remember that one? Yeah, from definitely. 2000? It's very good. Now, Andrew, will choice. you wa- will you watch Hereditary based on just my recommendation? Well, so if I were a horror movie fan, yeah. definitely. 
but I, like but it's, movies. but it's just not a movie that I would be drawn to. Any, oh. any Daniel Day Lewis, like there will be blood. Or, uh, <laughs> I mean, he was really watch. good. He was, yeah, yeah, that's a tough watch. I mean, this from the guy who's saying about Spotlight. I mean, come on, you know. Right. It's not like the the rewatchability factor is tough on that one. Yeah. Um, little... I'll tell you, it was very. I I enjoyed a lot. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, fantastic! I don't know how I forgot that. That is so. Well, you know why? Because movies over the last couple of years, especially during like the the. The prime COVID years. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch a hell of a lot. Like I, for, I, I just maybe it was because I wasn't in the right frame of mind to be watching movies or whatever. But like, and they weren't in theaters. You know, I can't get past that hiccup. I just didn't watch a heck of a lot of these movies the last couple of years. That movie is like a drug to me. Like if I come in at any point, that is one of the most rewatchable movies that has come out since 2000 by far. And it's I, I, I rewatch it every time. So there we go. At first, we couldn't really think of many, and now we've got like fifty to sixty great movies right. on this list. So there's because I, I had to go back and look at the list. Like I totally forgot. Yeah, there's been a lot of good ones. I like yeah. war movies. Nineteen Seventeen, Dunkirk, and Glorious Bastards. Those are three good ones since uh, since two thousand. I would put them I, on the list. I, I just watched Glorious Bastards again like a few weeks ago. Very very good. The yeah. other two I haven't seen yet, but I, I have copies of them. They're, that those are what's better, Nineteen Seventeen or Dunkirk? <sighs> It's I like 1917. I might slightly lean to 1917, but they're they're both great. Uh, I think they're both really, really Got to well watch done. them, yeah. Uh, let's see. One last one for you here, guys. Uh, on this day in 2010. Ready? Here we go. Yeah. What's your decision? Um, in this fall, man, this, this is very tough. Um, in this fall, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach and um, join the Miami Heat. That's right. LeBron James shocked the sports world by announcing via a live ESPN special the decision that he'd be leaving the Cavs and taking his talents to South Beach to join the Miami Heat, where he went to four titles and won two of them. Isn't that kind of the touch point now of like the beginning of the NBA crazy offseason? Like, yes. Isn't that the, 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 where it all spurred from, right? And, and yep. people gave him, you know garbage at the time oh the tv show we all wanted to know oh yeah I mean, it was the perfect way well, to because do it. it leaked remember it leaked it did like leak early but in the day yeah did it i don't remember knowing yeah, definitively until yeah, yeah steven had it first there steven was rumors Smith that it was miami steven we're yeah. on first name basis now me and him i just call him steven. well for me in terms of like non like it's a sports moment but that didn't necessarily involve like a game or anything like that it's one of the most memorable non-sports sports moments i think i've ever seen was watching that, and, just, and and good, and he got crucified for that. And and yep. to his credit, a few years late, like I, in the time since LeBron has actually said, like if I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't do the whole prime time special thing. Why? Because he it got was, crucified. It was what for we it. all cared about. He was the biggest star at the moment. He put it on TV. We, we were all watching it. And then they it. looked even worse the next night. On TV. The next night is when they did the pep rally down at the arena. Right. The, the, the not, that he should apologize The not for. three, not four, not exactly. five, not six. Right. Yeah. That, exactly. okay, fine. But, but, you know, putting it on TV, I, I don't think that that's I was bad. just surprised that he would, I mean, like, his emotional connection to those fans in Cleveland, it just felt, it felt so cruel to make a televised spectacle out of it. Well, I get why he felt. did it. The ratings, I'm sure it was it was worth it. Um, but I, I just I remember just feeling so stunned when he said Miami that that he would do that to Cleveland. It just I don't know. I never thought that it would go that way. I thought it was funny because he did it in like a YMCA in Connecticut, right? right. And people, yes. boy, it was a know, boys and girls club, boys and girls. You're right, boys and girls club, and immediately Nick Van. Oh, he's in Connecticut. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, yeah. no, sit down. Charitable endeavor, though, from what I remember. 
Yeah, yeah. it was fun. I don't, I don't understand why people criticize him for it. We were all interested in it. We were all watching it. Put it on TV. Who cares? Well, if you remember, like a couple of years before that, Andrew, right? The Celtics, they made the big blockbuster trade to mm-hmm. bring Garnett over to create, in essence, a super team. And they won a championship. But there was never a spectacle to the sense of the decision, which brought it all out the way it did. And there hasn't really been one since. No. Now Not like this. this all the time. Now, no. Uh, but in terms of like an actual televised. Right. But in terms no, of just a, the like draft. A, the draft. Yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah basically. Right. That's it. And that'll do it for ENN. On this Friday. Yeah, nowadays they probably would have had the decision on Peacock and everybody would have had to purchase that and done the whole thing. Right, exactly. Yeah. And you still wouldn't do it. No, I just wait until, why would I? Wait two minutes later, I'll find out. It's Twitter, right? That's what it's there for. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number coming up. We'll get back to the baseball, the Aaron Judge news, the Yankees, the Mets, a whole lot more, and your calls as we take you up until 7 o'clock. It is the Michael K. Show. He's Dan Gross. I'm Gordon Damer. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.